Hi, I am your certified revenue cycle uh, representative. Uh, we're back here with another episode, a new season, a new year, first of all, a new year. So a lot of things have changed with insurances, with um, providers. We have more nurse practitioners and um, doctors and nurses stepping out on their own to create their own practices now. And so I think it is my duty to start explaining a lot of the 12 categories we have and everything you need to know from starting your practice to getting um, your patients in and out, getting a paid claim. Even if you're wondering about being, you know, a part of that team, whether it's prior author, medical billing, medical coding, charge entry, um, all of this is terminology and information you must know. So I am here, I am ready to give you the best information you'll receive at no cost to you. So um, we're going to go ahead and get right into it and talk about the first very foundational step in terms of knowing anything, insurance credentialing and provider enrollment. This is the most stickiest place to be. There is a long, dreadful time period. Unfortunately, one, you cannot rush. Um, It is a lot of data entry. And so um, providers and everyone else get very antsy around this stage because it's like, oh man, I went to school, I'm, I'm at the finish line, I have this and I have everything in place, but, you know, these payers have to make sure um, we're credentialed and enrolled so that, you know, we can get compensated for our services or whatnot. And that lag time, we're talking about 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, sometimes 195 days. Um, and then you have to consider the perspective that, You have to research your insurance payers that you think you would want to be credentialed with. They have their own set of um, qualifications that you must be in line with. Um, And you can spend and waste a lot of time um, applying for a payer that, you know, you don't meet their qualifications. And so you get denied, you've paid for um, an application fee, and then you've, you know, waited all these days and spent the time submitting it. So your first step is, uh, what's your dream top 10 payers, you know? And I always start small working from five payers, then going to 10 payers. And if you, even if you were to comment on here, please tell me what were some of the first payers you got credentialed with and it went really well. Um, also, if you're joining the field, talking about the first payers you've worked with, because obviously if, if you see more of those claims come in, then more times than likely, they're the one that's, you know, accepting all of these applications. So it creates a win-win environment. <music> Okay, so now that you've had, you've created your list and 
you uh, you know have research and understand that you do qualify for these um, set of pairs. Um, now we're going to get into our fact checking, right? And um, these are some of the sites you definitely want to um, be familiar with when it comes to starting the process of your credentialing, making sure that you have all these things in check. And so the National Plan and Provider um, Systems, the NPPES, um, that is one site you obviously, you know, when you're working with different providers, these are going to be your foundation sites. You know, you've gotten your MPI from here. You're aware of that. You have your tax ID already, which means that you've incorporated your company. Um, you are, you have an EIN number, tax ID number. And so a lot of time when you're applying for on these insurance applications, these are the things that they are going to um, verify. Um, these are the things that they're going to verify to make sure that, you know, everything is authentic. Um, another thing, too, which is one of your biggest, that one of your go-tos, your first, um, the Q, the C-A-Q-H um, ProView. And there is where they're going to vouch to make sure your credentials are legit. You know, your practice sign up is legit. Um, the fact, the most common mistake I see with this is that one, there's no synchrony between your NPPS, your tax ID, and then you come here, sign up all your information. That all has to flow. And so you want to make sure your facility facility locations are correct. You want to make sure that um, everything that's attached to whether that's a group MPI or individual MPI, you want to kind of make sure you have all that together. And um, those are some of the common sites that you must um, make sure that you are familiar with. Even if it's right now and even you're in school or you're learning, go to these sites. A lot of time they have different resources to allow you to look around, play with and understand what you need to qualify. Because once you have all this information set up, it's easier for you to implement. And that's one of the biggest things that matters when you're in this stage of credentialing and enrollment, and that is implementation, right? So we have to submit a significant amount of information multiple ties to through different softwares, different outlets. And so keeping up with that is probably your most common sought after mistake as well as um, missed data entry, not being correct the first time. And so you want to make sure you um, watch out for that because it makes a difference in your application being approved or denied, which will set your process back. Now you got to go all the way back over and start it again. And remember, this is time sensitive, okay, where um, mistakes cost money, time costs money. Um, it pushes your start date back further. So we want to be very, very considerate of these things walking into it, making sure we have all these ducks in a row and all our, you know, T's crossed. So 
Great. You've made it this far. That means you've at least gathered your top five pairs that you would love to be involved with and you meet their qualifications. And now you're finding out out of all those pairs, the different kinds of portals you have to also sign up for, um, which can also be a, a hand-me-downer if you're not the best with software and technology. A lot of these payers have gotten um, very much so savvy and they are moving with the times of technology. So, I mean, I think it's great because you don't get to, your paperwork don't get lost in translation and they have a system that will spit you something right back out to confirm that, hey, we received your information and uh, we're going to protect your information, uh, uh, HIPAA laws, and we're going to make sure that, you know, we get back to you in a reasonable time. And you always want to get confirmation when you're doing this because you are going to have to follow up. That is going to be one of your um, best valued um, skills that you'll need for this, right? It's following up, hey, you know, you received my application. Um, are, is it in processing? Um, and so that is something that is going to be absolutely necessary. Now, transitioning into more information, during that time frame that you are waiting to be credentialed with these payers, there is something called um, the supervising um, credentialing um, application where some payers will allow you to be able to start seeing patients um, um, in the next 30 days, um, and you'll just bill under supervising um, until they completely get credentialed. Not every payer offer this, but this is something that they don't tell providers because, you know, they don't want to go around paying every provider. And so it is a special um, offer, and you do have to inquire about this service when you're submitting your application. Hey, I'm wondering, do you guys have anything in place that I can apply for to at least start seeing my patients within the next 30 days? Some people say, oh, well, we will um, retro back approve, approve you 30 days from when you get approved. Now, I know that sounds icky, but if you do the math on that, if it took them 190 days and they're only gone back 30 days, well, the end of that 190 days, which is part of that 30 days, is what they would be covering. While that is very hard to kind of calculate in the grand scheme of things, but that's why we want to keep your application dates, the when you submitted them, when you last followed up, so that you'll at least have a, you'll be able to gauge when you can start seeing patients, because that's our biggest concern after we've submitted all of submitted all the information needed to be put in their system for um, consideration for being credentialed and or enroll with them. And so, um, yeah, while we wait, you know, sit there and twiddle your thumb. But the best thing that you can get out of this is uh, once setting up your revenue cycle um, and how that is going to look what you imagine it look like, how many departments you're going to be setting up, and what needs to be done in each department. While that is easier said than done, it is a humongous um, thing to tackle because I see a lot of times providers like to mix their departments where they have one or two people doing everything. When, you know, accounts receivable, it's its own beast. 
Whereas, you know, submitting claim submission and denial management is also its own department. And while it may be great to think that we can handle everything, it's just not the best outcome. And so we are definitely, I know the providers get definitely excited around this time because they are like closing, it's like closing on the house. We're closing on this deal. Um, I'll be able to see these patients and then you'll have to, you know, get into what your marketing plan looks like to get patients.